have to restart. I'm so sorry. That's okay. But we're live now. Oh, there, there's too many great. buttons with OBS in YouTube. I, like I said, I it's been a pain to figure <laughs> out, but I'm 99% sure we're actually live now. Uh, my name is Hayden. I'm joined by Richard. This is in the clubhouse, episode 25. We are live. Let's go. Perfect. I'm. I love when things work the way they're supposed to. We're talking about some 2024 Nationals baseball. This is all over the place now. I am so sorry. It's okay. Let's, talk Let's go. About, let's talk about some 2024 Nationals baseball. Let's start with these team expectations before when we were actually going, but not actually going. Uh, we were talking about, uh, I think the Nats are going to be in the bottom, in the cellar of the NL East. Mm -hmm. And uh, you were talking about some things that you'd want them to see to help them kind of get out of that cellar this year. Yeah, I mean, I think prospects, 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 watching, you know, Woods, Cruz, um, all those great prospects that we've been kind of um, developing over the past couple, the past couple of years and adding to the roster and the farm system. I, I'm really excited to see them develop even further this year and, um, you know, definitely make, hopefully make um, the majors at some point during the year. Um, I, I agree with you on the... It would be really great to see Woods and and who else did you mention? Uh, Dylan Cruz. I think they should both be on the opening day roster. Opening day roster. That's yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah. No. Uh, basically, the only reason why I keep saying this is because of that prospects promotion incentive that we saw the Mariners use to get an extra mm. pick after the first round, and we're about to well, the Diamondbacks and the Orioles just did it as well when Gunnar Henderson mm -hmm. and Corbin Carroll won Rookie of the Year. Uh. If those guys are on the roster from opening day to the rest of the season, you know, they that's a first round and they win rookie of the year. Obviously, that's a tall task. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But the Nats get an extra pick, which help, further helps that rebuild, you know? Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And with that, too, I mean, there's a bunch of different uh, ways that even if they don't succeed, you can send them back down for a month and a half and regain that extra year of team control. So it's, you know, th there's really no losing scenario. I don't think that a month and a half of struggling at the major league level necessarily mm -hmm. dooms these prospects and ruins their development forever. Uh, and so it's kind of just like a no brainer to have them on that opening day roster. But then again, you know, it, it was also there's been things that were no brainers before that haven't been done. Uh, yeah. I bet like, you know, definitely having Cruz and would, you know, and opening day and starting off the season will put some butts in the seats at Nats park. I'll, oh I'll yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm sure no. a lot of people would be really excited to see that. And now that they have that futures game happening, like what, a couple of days before opening mm -hmm. day, wouldn't be such a bad, easy, uh, flight. They don't to... even have to go anywhere. They're just right there. Right. You know? Right there, exactly. Yeah. Prospects are going to be a lot of fun. I really think that the Nats are going to be really fun to watch at the minor league level to, you know, see how these, all the prospects that they've been trade they traded for or drafted um, really kind of like develop um, and, you know, make their way up to the majors. But, you know, just watching them, I, you know, I love the enthusiasm that they're showing, you know, at the minor league level. You know, I wrote the other 
a couple a couple weeks ago about crafting that team identity. I think that's also like really important for the team, you know, really coming out and figuring out who they are opposed to, you know, this over the last couple of years. And tell me if you agree or disagree, Jeremy, but like, I feel, I mean, Hayden, excuse me. You're all good. Um, <laughs> um, you know, I, you, I feel that, you know, there hasn't been that really team identity over the last couple of years. And they've really, I think that's really an important thing that they need to like develop moving forward. Yeah. I mean, I think this year we saw that identity show, uh, mm -hmm. is it the best identity? Uh, probably not, but they have that identity. And that was something that Jeremy and I talk a lot about a lot on here where, mm -hmm. especially like when you look around the league, that's one of the few things that really stick out about a Dave V Martinez run team where, sure you disagree with the way he manages the game but yeah. he this team does not give up and it never gives up uh and i think that's you know the scrappy nets like we were calling them uh in the summer i think mm -hmm. they're always kind of that uh obviously i'd like to see our scrappy nets gain a little bit of extra strength so you know hit some balls over the fences a little bit more hit for extra bases take our walks a little bit more because uh, you know that just tends to lead to more success uh but I think they do have that identity. Uh, uh, yeah. Who do you like? I know we're talking about prospects, but what about, you know, the position players that are currently on the team? Mm -hmm. You know, what about like, who do you feel is a good fit for first base? I think that's like the biggest question that a lot of people are happy or that have about this team going into 2024. Yeah. I mean, I think right now with the way the roster is constructed, adding mm -hmm. another player is really hard uh, mm -hmm. where there's not really room for anybody else. Uh, especially if, you know, this is me under the assumption that Dylan Cruz and James Wood are on the opening day roster or going to be on the roster okay. early within the season. There's not room for anybody. Cause I mean, you're going to have five outfielders cause you know, Lane Thomas is going to be in the big leagues. Yeah. Uh, Stone Garrett's going to be in the big leagues. Uh, right. Obviously, James Wood, Dylan Cruz. You got four right there. And I think Jacob Young showed enough where I think he deserves to be in the big leagues. Uh, I think okay. Victor Robles should start the year in AAA. Uh, that's kind of a hot take, but I think he should start the year in AAA. Uh, I, 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 agree. I agree with keeping him on the 40-man roster. The first person I would cut in that outfield mix would be Alex Call. Uh and then you look at that infield. I mean, you already got CJ. You've already got Luis Garcia, Nick Senzel. Uh, and then at first base, I mean, Joey seems like the likeliest fit. Something that I've been, I've been, again, screaming from the rooftops. Uh -huh. Stone Garrett should go play first base. Ooh. I don't know how you feel make about your, that. Make your case. Well, I mean, he, right now with the way, with, I mean, how many outfielders are coming up, you know, Robert Hassel the third, if he gets right, we're having even more outfielders. And I think he showed enough where he's a valuable bat to have on a roster, uh, on mm -hmm. a good team. Uh, and there's not really out bats to give in the outfield. So why not first base where there's really nothing the next, like kind of the, 
closest thing to a prospect third base or first base prospect that we have in the system is going to be Yohandi Morales. And right now he was playing third base uh, while he was in his pro debut uh, as he climbed to double A. I, I think it makes a lot of sense. I don't know what you think. I think you can convince me. I think that makes sense. I personally would love to get like some sort of veteran presence mm-hmm. on the, on the team. I think that's really important. You know, coming back to like that identity of like what a team looks like and the feeling. I mean, you really don't have that veteran presence right yeah. now on the roster. I mean, I guess you can really say like Victor Robles could be. <laughs> I mean, that's a. No, that Lane is Thomas a... is your veteran now at this point. I guess so. Lane Thomas and but Nick I... Zenzel are your veterans. And Ildemar Vargas. True. Vargas. Vargas is there. I'm talking about a little bit older, a little bit older <laughs> veteran here. I think I think having a little bit uh, an, a veteran presence would be really helpful at some at some spot here. I, I know that you probably would have to probably send somebody down to to AAA, but you know I think that it might be a good idea to just get one veteran presence in there to you know to help these young kids really further develop. You know just you know, not only their skills, but also being involved, you know, being part of a major league baseball team, how to act. And I think that, you know, and how to, you know, carry themselves on on the field, off the field, in the clubhouse, all those, you know, those minor things. And I think, you know, you saw that veteran presence kind of have a great effect back in 2012 or that in the 2020, you know, the 2010 era when, you know, Jason Wirth signed with the team and you kind of started moving away from, you know, prospects, prospects into signing, you know, that better having that veteran presence. And it really netted really well for the team. So I really would love to, you know, Rizzo to go out and get that, you know, veteran presence, that, that bat that can do a lot of things, can be a utility player, can be that DH if needed. Um, so I don't know. We'll see what happens. But like, I think, I think you're right though. They're like, every position is kind of like nicely firmed, firm together so finding that person might be a little bit harder than we all wish. Yeah, I mean, is there somebody in mind that you had to be that veteran? I know you push for one particular player at that first base position a lot. Wow, you, so. you're really, really good at this, Hayden. You know how to tee things up really well. No, I really think a, a Rice Hoskins would be like, is that person, is that really great person? I also, you know, with, um, I know that there was just a, somebody signing that, just got released by the Braves. Um, I think he would probably be good. I'm trying to pull up Matt the Carpenter. Matt Carpenter, yes, exactly. I I know that there was a little bit of a blowback on you know on social media on X. People are saying no about it. I think it'd be a good a good addition, even though you know he did have a down year um, last year, and there's a, probably a reason why the Braves uh, you know didn't want to you know didn't sign him long term or and released him but you know like the, i think one year prove me contracts really do work or, or you know could be could be beneficial and worst comes to worst like if he's doing really well in you know come around trade deadline he can be flipped for a you know a prospect or two so i say you take a chance on like a matt, matt carpenter or rice hoskins I mean, at this point, what do you have to lose? I mean, I mean, honestly, you have all this cap space, you have all the salary space. Go out and you know get somebody that you know can fill that that veteran that veteran void and see if they could be flipped mid mid season if you know if necessary. 
Yeah, no, there, there's one player I have in mind because oh, love to hear it. When you talk about veteran presence, I think there's one free agent that really comes to mind for me. Somebody who okay. I personally credit for lifting the Mariners. I mean, obviously he didn't hit the home run uh, that sent them mm-hmm. to the playoffs, but really was a big boost because I used to watch a lot of Mariners baseball, especially as they were trying to break that drought. Uh, Carlos Santana was huge for that team, and he is such a huge clubhouse guy. Uh, you saw it with the Brewers last year. He's just such a great leader. I think if we are going to get somebody like that, I think he's a really great fit, uh, partially because the Nationals could not hit a fastball last year. And Carlos Santana was one of the best fastball hitters in Major League Baseball last year. So, and it's not Reese Hoskins, who's like this giant bat who you can plug into the middle of your order and, you know, count for 30-something home runs and, you know, be a stalwart, you know, first baseman for the Nets. But, I mean, I think he's, you know, it's within the margin. Uh, but I think he's an improvement of Dom Smith. He's Dom Smith, but he does everything okay. better than Dom Smith. He plays great defense at first. You know, he gets on base a ton. Hits for, you know, he hits those fastballs, you know, so he hits for decent power. But, I mean, he's not going to hit 20, 30 home runs, but he's going to, you know, he's going to be an adequate power bat. Uh, I think he's more of like a Heimer Candelario type power bat than a Reese Hoskins. Uh I think he's a really great fit when I was looking, you know, when we were doing that practical wish list uh, article, that was mm-hmm. when I saw everybody was putting position players. I was like, oh, I can't do Santana now. I got to go pick a pitcher. <laughs> uh, but I think he's probably one of the best fits for clubs like the Nationals. And I mean, you kind of saw him take that role with the Pirates last year. So you kind of know he's willing to kind of go to a not so, you know, not a, top team in their division type mm-hmm. guy, you know? Well, he did have 23 home runs last year, according yeah. to baseball reference. So, I mean, I mean, yeah, he's, he's not like, you know, he doesn't have the raw yeah. power that Hoskins has. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah. Talking about a couple grades different on that tool, but you know, he's still yeah. a threat. Yeah. I, I like that. I like that. That's a good position player. Solid player can play first baseman and catcher. I mean, worst comes to worse. You need no, a, you no. need a, He's, he's not catching. He's not catching. <laughs> no. First baseman only? Yeah, no, yeah, I don't think he's caught for a while. And I, I mean, the, the Nats have so many catchers. Why, why would you need – they've catcher? got, what, four on the 40-man? Yeah, four. That's a lot of catchers on a 40-man roster. Oh, you got to look at the Giants' 40-man roster. That thing is a mess. They have eight outfielders and four catchers. Here's my question for you, and I, and you, you, we were talking about outfielders. Do you think Rizzo went too heavy on outfielders with the prospects that he went out and got out no. of all these trades? Okay. I, I think you take the best available talent. Uh, okay. Especially when I mean, I, I have a hard time imagining a path where Elijah Green makes it to the major league level and is a valuable contri- like a regular uh, on a mm-hmm. major league team. Uh, obviously he can. He, if anybody can do it, it's Elijah Green. Uh, he has a great work ethic, is crazy, insanely talented. But when you look at the history of players who strike out at the rate that he struck out in low A, mm-hmm. 
there there isn't a precedent really and he could he could be the you know the unicorn essentially uh and you know with the injuries robert hassel had and you know the production he had there's no guarantee in baseball what a player will do at the big league level either you know they could crush mm-hmm. it in the minors and then come to the majors and they're just awful you know like Mm-hmm. you just get the best talent you can and then you worry about filling those holes with the trades and with, you know, free agency essentially. Okay. I just, what you call it, you know, I think it, I agree with you 100% about getting the best players available. However, I, I kind of think about it long term where you're going to start to have a a backup or, you know, too many players in the outfield and you're not going to be able – you can only field three outfielders, right, Mm -hmm. at a time. I mean, again, this is, you know, the reality of baseball. So I kind of feel, you know, maybe Rizzo could have maybe diversified a little bit more on the trade – you know, on the prospects and kind of, like, figuring out the, okay, we need a a first baseman. I mean, that's a huge part – player that hasn't been – been you know been addressed you know ever since Zimmerman left it really hasn't been that 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 really good first baseman I mean, I mean even I'm when he was it, hurt too so like I mean there were you had yeah. Matt Adams playing there and you know Matt Adams is a great ball yeah. player that's not a guy you want playing every day on a contender uh yeah yeah no I mean it's that's you know that's the tricky part as a GM yeah I think I mean I think the Nats are in a good spot though uh, I okay. think, especially in the outfield, like Jeremy and I, I think on it was like the last episode, or the episode before that, uh, we're like ninety percent sure Lane Thomas gets traded, uh, this year, hmm. uh, this calendar year, or I guess not okay. this twenty twenty four calendar year, either at yeah. the trade we're, deadline we're... or after the season, uh, but he, I don't think he's going to be a national in twenty twenty five. I mean, I think. I mean, we were really setting it up for Juan Soto to come back to the Nats. Uh, I think that's a very real possibility. Like, you trade Lane Thomas, and then you just bring in Juan Soto, and you're just you're set. I mean, Dylan Cruz, Juan Soto, James Wood, assuming that those two live up to the hype that they are, like, that's the craziest outfield. You know, that's murderer's row right there, and that's just an outfield. And then you got, you know, C.J. Abrams. I, I really believe Luis Garcia's still great. Uh, you got Ruiz still. Like, Mm-hmm. The Nats are in good shape. Juan Soto, I would be really excited about Juan Soto coming back to the Nats. Honestly, like that's the one player out of all the trades that happen right around, you know, right after the World Series, and then obviously after Trey Turner. I mean, I was sad with Trey Turner and Max leaving, but Juan Soto, I my heart like my heart crushed for sure. It was mm-hmm. like it was the one of the worst days of my life when he left. I really hope that he would come back. You never know, right? He yeah, said that he know. wants to play. I mean, he he wants to hit free agents, agency. So, yeah, I mean, Nations. it worked out or, great for him. They can just offer him another four hundred forty million dollar contract. You know, it's <laughs> he's set. You know, he made fifty million in R, but then, you know, I mean, there you go. That's five hundred million essentially uh, in his career, yeah. which pretty good. Yeah, I would listen. I would take it. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure. Uh, I think we all would take $440 million to play baseball. Uh, I don't think. I just had to check the room, make sure there were no scouts. I don't think that's happening uh, anytime soon. 
uh, I guess before we kind of segue to specific players on the major league roster, is there a particular mm-hmm. prospect? Because we've been talking about prospect. Is there a particular prospect not you know not one of those big two, Dylan Cruz, James Wood, that you're really excited to watch uh, in the minors this year? Jacob Alou is somebody that I really want to pay a little bit more attention to. I want to hit Rochester like for a for a couple of games and really watch a lot of those prospects. Alou is definitely somebody that I'm really interested in seeing. Darren Baker is definitely somebody that I'm really interested in seeing um and seeing his, his progression. I would love to see him at you know talking about making making the major league level uh roster. I would love to see him in September call-ups um for sure to see how um he progresses not I mean at the at the plate, but also defense and then base running. Can we consider Jackson Rutledge? What do we consider him now? Like, do he's, we consider him a prospect? Is he Mid a prospect? prospect? I mean, he's still a prospect, I think. I'm trying to remember. Do you remember when he debuted? He debuted in September, right? Yeah, so he yeah. still carries mm-hmm. prospect status. I think he's going to be yeah. on the Major League roster, I think. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I, I mean, I would be shocked. But, I mean, when you look at who's on the roster – unless you're moving Williams to the bullpen, mm-hmm. there's not really a whole lot of room for starting pitchers. Uh, you know, you can yeah. only really have five. I doubt they go to a six man rotation. Uh, so that's something I'm a little worried about. Uh, I would, I mean, I would like to see, I mean, I want to see how well Rutledge does coming out of, you know, spring training, um, having him the off season to really, you know, further his development and then also to see how he takes the learnings that he did at the end of the season, you know, at the major league level and see how he performs, you know, coming, I mean, in the first couple of days or, you know, games, if he plays at the major league level right out of opening day, I'm kind of excited to see his stuff again and see, you know, how he pitches. I, you know, he's real. I, I love watching him pitch. Like I remember going down to Fredericksburg quite a bit and seeing him and, you know, he was, he was electric. I really enjoyed watching, you know, his his me- mechanics really well. His mechanics. Yeah, no, I mean that's the thing I'm most excited to see is how what adjustments he makes. Uh, yeah. Because I mean he he has insane stuff, but it's you know, the thing especially in that first couple starts where he wasn't getting the whiffs you would expect with somebody with mm-hmm. the stuff that he has. Uh, yeah. So I'm excited to see what kind of adjustments he makes to kind of, uh, get those whiffs. You know, that, you know, on paper, you know, you would think he would be getting. Uh, yeah. So that's the thing I'm kind of excited to see him take a step forward for. Uh, the person I'm most excited to see, because, you know, I got to talk about my guy. Uh, yeah. I really want to see Trey Lipscomb. Oh. Uh, okay. I mean, you know, we're talking about Defender of the Year in the Nat system. Uh, I think he won a gold glove uh, in the minors as well. Uh, I mean, a guy who kind of can play anywhere in the infield uh that's just if he can hit just a little bit he's on the big league roster uh at some Mm -hmm. point uh especially if somebody goes down i think probably not this year next year uh because nunez uh is taking the role that lipsom kind of would uh but i think they can kind of i mean the nats have a lot of really athletic defenders now with you know kevin made uh nasim nunez (laughs) Lipscomb, uh, and Armando Cruz. Uh, I mean, that's, you know, some of the better defenders in minor league baseball. 
it's a nice nice problem to have yeah no i mean and even if like they never make the majors you know it's a nice little person to have on your roster mm-hmm. at the minor league level you know just have a guy who can just field real well uh yeah yeah i mean is there any now on the major league side i guess kind of what are your for the players what are kind of your mm-hmm. expectations for i guess that position player group the pitching group um, I like to see how CJ Abrams does like his, his development further. I think that, you know, cutting down on the errors in the field is, you know, going to be really, really important for him this year and to see if he can really take that step up and become, you know, you know, live up to the hype for that, for the trade that, you know, he, he was brought over for. I'm kind of interested in seeing what the Nats are going to do with Carter Keyboom. I, I know, it seems like he's getting the yeah i I kind of feel like that's gonna happen there's no room yeah it's so sad honestly like you know he he came in with such hype and such you know promise and he was supposed to be the guy that replaced randone and that's what they kind of were billing and you know i'm kind of interested in seeing how you know what what just happens with some of the older when i i'll use older in quotes um you know the older <laughs> wow, I didn't know that Slash can do that. Interesting. Um, <laughs> um, what you call it? <laughs> um, older players and see how they kind of like mesh with the newer the newer players. Um, you know, obviously, Cor- I'm talking about like the Corbin or the, we were talking about Robles a little bit. Um, you know, Carter Kiboom obviously, you know, fits in that you know that group to see you know how is how do they kind of mesh into the the way that the Nats are now built do they just like df you know like you know you know release them and just say you know thank i mean obviously not corbin because that's a different situation but you know with robles and keyboom like what do you do with those two players i mean i i i think it's probably in the best interest for keyboom to just get a fresh start in a different organization Mm -hmm. uh you know, I hope he has all the success in the world. Uh, seems like a really great dude. Uh, just, you know, injuries and just lack of yeah. consistent opportunity uh, to really yeah. just kind of figure out how to play in the major leagues. Uh, you know, hopefully, you know, he can go play with the A's or something and, you know, get a good run time. Uh, <coughs> no, the Vegas I mean, A's. The I'm Vegas A's. The, uh, the Vegas <laughs> I, I don't know what they're doing with that. I just, I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, another subject for another podcast? Hmm? A subject for another podcast, right? Yeah, I mean, it, we, I could sit here and talk about an hour about the A's and just what a mess <laughs> that is. Uh, I think you're right a lot with CJ. Uh, if he can take that step forward uh, defensively, I mean, we saw mm-hmm. that in the second half, but, you know, having a full year and, you know, further growth will be huge. Because, I mean, if he can be a league average defensive shortstop, the value that that brings is just immense. Uh, a lot of the mm-hmm. things was, I mean, I think we could potentially see a Bobby Witt Jr. type growth where, I don't know, I mean, I, I read numbers all day. In which first season, he was just not making those easy plays, really brung down his value from like a war standpoint. Uh and then he just cleaned it up and started making the easy plays. And then, you know, 
offensively things started to click and I mean he was one of the top players in the American League last year uh and mm-hmm. I think we could truly see that with CJ where you know feeling more comfortable stealing more bases you know playing cleaner defense and then you know getting into that power a little bit more because I mean he's still super young I I think you know there's a potential for a really amazing player uh, yeah. Which and then you have James Wood coming up, who came over in the same trade, and Mackenzie Gore is already in the big leagues, and you know, and then they bring back Juan Soto, and then it's you know they have everybody from the trade, you know. Uh, <laughs> no, I think that's going to be the big thing. I'm really curious to see how they construct this roster. Uh, I mean, roster construction is my favorite thing about baseball, uh, mm. and so seeing how the nationals handle all these prospects and there's just so many players who are kind of on that same tier. I think I'm, I'm really interested to see that. Uh, have I told you what I think the Nats should do with their rotation? No, I would love to hear. Okay. okay. So, you know, you, we have your, your three young starting pitchers, right? You have Gore, Gray, Irvin, Jackson Rutledge, okay. You DFA Corbin, and then you have Trevor Williams and uh, Juan Adone piggyback off of each other for that fifth start. Okay. You know, like. Where do you? Two... But what happens? Hmm. What happens with Cavalli when he comes back? Where do you place him? I mean, I think you know. Then he takes over for Williams and Adone. Okay. But I mean, when you look at. Adon's first time through the order splits and you know we've seen what Williams can do in his major league career in shorter stints I think that just makes sense I don't think Corbin's gonna be any different than he was the past what four seasons now mm-hmm. uh I don't think there's I don't think there's another I don't think he's having some renaissance curve the season or anything like that it's kind of Done. key boom it's just best uh part of separate ways and just do that. And then, you know, have, like, Robert Garcia or uh, – I'm trying to think of another – like, Weems kind of be that, like, if, you know, one of them can't have that clean inning to get to the other guy, you have them come in, Ooh. fireman it, and then other guy comes in at the top of the new inning. I like that. That sounds like a fun rotation. I mean, it's, you know, and then you get all the prospects in. Because what, what sense does it make in having Rutledge throw in AAA, which is what he's projected to do according to Russell Resource right now? Mm-hmm. Like, that doesn't make sense. That's true, yeah. I mean, I think, as you know, as we were just talking about, like, having a lot of these prospects at a major league, almost at a major league level or near a major league level is a blessing and a curse, right? Because mm-hmm. then you have to deal with, okay, where do you fit all this great talent that, you know, you get and how do you maximize the talent and still compete and still do all the things that you want to, you know, you want to achieve as an organization. So, yeah, I mean, I think 2024, I mean, going back to like the theme of the pot, you know, our conversation today is like, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be interesting to see. And, you know, there will be definitely some growing pains, uh, happening for um for the nats and but i i'm really hoping that nats park gets becomes electric again like that's my that's like my big thing right Mm -hmm. like from a bigger like yeah players are fun but i think having a really great vibe again 
at the ballpark and having people, you know, get excited again about Nats baseball is good for the city. It's mm-hmm. good for the team. It's good for everybody. And I, I mean, definitely great for the players because they feed off of that energy and the fans feed off of it. So, you know, that's kind of, you know, my, my take on, on things. Yeah, no, I mean, having, you know, those prospects up is going to be great for just, you know, fan engagement, uh, especially yeah. if they start winning. Uh, and I mean, yeah, no, you're absolutely right with that whole, like, blessing and a curse. I mean, if you look at, like, what the Reds are going through right now, they have, like, seven infielders who are all major league ready and are all, like, under the age of, like, 26. No, India's 27. My bad. Uh, and then they signed mm-hmm. Heimer Candelario. Oh, it doesn't make any sense, but you know, they just have so many infielders. Uh, and it's, uh, you know, uh, I, I'm looking forward to the days where the nationals have that problem. Yes, absolutely. Infield, 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 and then outfield. Well, I mean, just every position, you know, just overwhelmed yeah. with talent. There's not room for anybody. Got to trade them all away for better talent. That's true. That's listen. That's a recipe for success. We've mm-hmm. seen it happen. Is there, uh, I guess, who's your player that you're most excited to watch at the major league level in 2024? Um, well, definitely, as I mentioned, CJ definitely is up there. Um, ooh. I'm still hoping, I'm still holding out for like a power bat veteran guy that's just like, I, I'm going to keep on. You're going to scream that for the rooftops about uh, Juan Soto coming back to the team. I'm going to scream. Just for some some veteran guy that's player to be named later, kind of you know just that excitement of a nice fresh person that you know sells the jerseys. I know that's definitely not happening. Um, you know, twenty twenty five. It what does? I just don't think okay. like with the with what it's a very thin free agent class. I mm-hmm. I don't think because I. I mean, we could have an hour-long discussion about why I think Cody Bellinger does not deserve a $200 million contract this year. Uh, <laughs> I, I And that's, like, the best position player outside of Matt Chapman, which the Nats have four. We're doing so good. Yes, we're doing live. We were live doing so video. good. Uh <laughs> No, I mean, it's the only other position player who's on that tier uh, mm-hmm. is, like, Matt Chapman. And the Nats have, like, yeah. a bajillion third-base prospects. So it doesn't make sense. Correct. So let's see. Um, excitement, excitement, excitement. I mean, Lane Thomas, definitely always fun to watch. He seems to be a really great guy um, to play. I mean, his play um, is fun. I'm interested. We we really haven't talked about the catching position, Kbert Ruiz. I would love to see him really improve behind the plate, whether it's the frame rate, um, you know, stealing. You know, I think that is definitely something should you know we should be excited about and really see the development. I mean, we did give they did give him a really big contract, so he has to start really big. I mean, it's it's a long contract. I wouldn't say it's long, a big contract. Long contract. Um, but I definitely would love. We, we we didn't talk about the catching position. We kind of talked about other all the other spots. But I would love to see him kind of again take that step, take that step forward, and, and really you know improve 
Um, so catching Ruiz, I, I would say Ruiz is, is definitely one of those new the newer players, but um, you know, kind of now becoming more established. In He's the, the veteran. In the He's the. I didn't want it. You said it, not me. <laughs> the, the veteran. Uh, I guess. I guess kind of same realm there. Who who mm-hmm. do you who do you think's the backup catcher? And I guess is the person you think is the person you also want to be the backup catcher? Do you favor one or the other? Um I guess I'm indifferent. I really I mean I I want a I want a good competition. Like I just I, I think I want the I want, as you just said, like every position to have to be oozing with talent. So, you know, it, whoever is the best, you know, the best suited is if it's Malaz, is that how you pronounce his, his name? Milas, Malaz, Milas, uh, I think Milas. is, uh, here, I'll, I'll look it up. Milas, um, you know, seems to be, you know, a good player, performed really well at at AAA. Um, so if he could make the roster, good for him. And, you know, again, really again having that every position just oozing with with talent you know is really you know i i would say the the goal i don't i mean i don't really have a a dog in the race in that one yeah what no, do you think i i just i like uh milis's glove uh okay and just having that the pair with ruiz uh that and i, I just love players who just get on base and he does that mm. he walks a lot uh I really do think the Riley Adams at first base experiment needs to happen. Uh, okay. But that's just uh, – there's a bunch of players who just need to go play first base. Because, uh, I mean, I don't know how much we can count on Joey Manessis's knee being yeah. the actual problem. Because that, that could have very mm-hmm. well been the issue last year. But, you know, the production he had in 2023, if he does that again in 2024 – he's not going to be here in 2025. Uh, mm-hmm. And so for him to have a sustained major league career, he really needs to turn it around. Uh, I think that's something to keep an eye on. Uh, I, I think Luis Garcia, though, that's, that's my player to watch. That's the person I'm excited to watch. I think he, he is like so close to just clicking and everything works uh, where, you know, he improved pretty much everything you want to see him improve. It's just he wasn't getting the results. I really want to see him continue to do that and then get those results. Mm-hmm. That's, I, I think that's probably the best case scenario for the Nats in like when we talk about outlook in 2024, like obvious or 2025, you know, having the prospects come up and obviously perform well. But I think if Luis Garcia cements himself as the everyday second baseman for the Washington Nationals or everyday second baseman against righties, you know, right-handed pitching, at least cementing himself in the major leagues as a part of a contending team, I think is huge. Uh, and I hope he can do that. What do you think he needs to do to show Martinez that? I mean, I think it's it really is just the results uh, and just mm-hmm. putting in that focus day in and day out. Uh, obviously, the quote about facing Scherzer uh, – did not look good uh, considering <laughs> the year he was having. Uh, but, you know, just coming in, you know, and just, you know, kind of putting in the work. Uh, I mean, 
he's a guy who can, I mean, obviously he's not going to be stealing bases like C.J. Abrams. But, you know, he'll, he'll steal a few bags. And, I mean, if he puts in the work, because, I mean, he could be a genuine power threat uh, with the way he's improved his uh, approach, where he stopped chasing, he was whiffing less. Like, the all the little knobs were turned the right way it just wasn't getting the right output and i think that's we're mm-hmm. just waiting for that output to happen which i mean okay. sometimes it I... does have all the right knobs and the output never comes but you know i'd rather have another year to see if it does yeah i mean i i i can see that him you being excited about him he seems to be a good player yeah no i mean i think the defense is then also the big thing where it's you yeah. got to clean that up a little bit too but who who doesn't have flaws? I I know one Stone person that doesn't have. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Is there anything else you wanted to talk about? Twenty twenty four Nationals. No. No. Do you? Do you have anything else, Jeremy? Hayden? No. I, I'm gonna I, call you Jeremy from on. It's uh, okay. That that works. You look like you. You're like a good Jeremy. Like I feel like if you're like if you had like a second name, like it would be like Jeremy. I I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I usually when people talk about me, they use a different J name. Uh, I, I get the comparison okay. to Jesus a little bit more uh, than okay. a Jeremy, <laughs> but you know that that works too. Okay, well let's call you Jeremy too from now okay. on. Okay, sounds good. I'll uh, change my name on Slack. Okay. What you call before we go? Any uh, New Year's resolutions for the Nats? For the Nats? Uh, yeah. Platoon more. Ooh. Uh, I, I hated seeing Dom Smith in the lineup against lefties. Uh, obviously, Dom Smith isn't in the lineup anymore. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, it's, it's okay to platoon, guys. All right? You know, like, it's... It's okay. It's not gonna. It's not gonna hurt. Uh, I'd really like to see them platoon a little bit more, but that's just me. How about you? Um, I'm gonna do team identity. Gotta stay that's consistent. Big... That's your yeah. identity. You're the identity guy. Yeah, I'm the identity guy. Exactly. I'm the brand guy. Uh huh. Exactly. But yeah, I think I mean I really I really do think that, you know, it's time to create that identity and take the step forward that we you know, that this team needs to, you know, needs to do and have some really cool pictures on the Washington Post caricatures and exact that's exactly I I that is like one of my favorite things that they ever the Washington Post ever did. Or the these are my favorite actually. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it's all right. That that wasn't a big deal. All right, who, who cares about some piece of metal, uh, according exactly. to the commissioner? Uh, <laughs> awesome, Hayden. Thank you so much for inviting me on. Thank I you for it. joining. Very much yeah. appreciate it. Awesome. All right. Well, good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to uh, in the clubhouse. Uh, don't forget to you go to uh, www.thenatsreport.com/hayden. To get that seven-day free trial, gotta use that coupon, guys. Come on, gotta get that seven-day free trial. I uh, hope you all have a great rest of your night. Uh, have a good New Year. Have a good holidays, uh, and uh, stay safe. Uh, and thank you.